Let's jump in and talk 2030 Olympics. Well, today, First Nations leaders say they're still open to pursuing a bid to host the 2030 Olympics at BC, but need the provincial government to engage in talks for plans to move forward. They spoke today at a press conference at 11 o'clock. This, of course, comes after BC's Minister of Tourism, Arts and Culture, Lisa Baer, announced yesterday that the province would not support the bid, saying it needs to focus on people and the immediate needs uh, here in British Columbia, specifically around um, uh, affordability, uh, once also focus on mental health and addiction and public safety. Now, Councillor Wilson Williams of the Squamish Nation told reporters today that he was disheartened to hear the news because the province did not speak with First Nations leading the Indigenous led bid before making the decision. Uh, Mr. Williams said that organizers didn't come to the table asking for a blank check and they still want to have meaningful dialogue with the government about the bid. Uh, Mr. Wilson was also joined by other First Nations leaders, including Musqueam Chief Wayne Sparrow. Here are his comments from today's press conference. This to me is bigger than the 2030 uh, games. Uh, It was very exciting to uh, sit with our cousins and our, our, our family and our friends from the municipality of Whistler and Vancouver to go on this journey. Um, and the federal government and the provincial government, um, it's very disappointing. Um, one of the things that I left with yesterday was when the minister uh, mentioned that it was not a priority. I would really like to know where the priority is from the provincial government on reconciliation if it's not a priority Uh, of the existing government. So that's the only comments that I have at this time. Thank you. Also joining uh, Mr. Sparrow was Jen Thomas. Uh, She is uh, chief of the Tsleil-Waututh First Nation. She also expressed her disappointment, not necessarily in regards to the bid being rejected, but how the government went about uh, talking with First Nations and in many cases not talking with them. Take a listen. I am not so upset about the province uh, saying they're not supporting the 2030 bid but I'm upset of the process that didn't happen you know we we did invite the province to come to our table to talk about this we were asked by the province to share why we want the Olympics why it's so important to us and we didn't even get get that opportunity to share that with them I think I would have been okay if this decision was made with all of us in the room But again, that didn't happen. For our nation, you know, this is 10 step backwards in reconciliation. That was Chief Jen Thomas from the Tsleil-Waututh First Nation. Now, Wilson Williams, uh, the chief that I would, sorry, the uh, councillor from the Squamish First Nation that I had mentioned um, when we first began um, this segment, he says the if the province ultimately opts, uh, opts out not to support the hosting the 2030 Games, it will kill the bid, but the First Nations involved may be open to exploring future bids. Take a listen. You know, our canoe is stalled right now. If we don't get the provincial federal government in the canoe, we are still here. We aren't going anywhere. And the power of us working together, it's not going away. But we want to have these conversations. We want to be in the room to have this dialogue. Even if we met and had true conversations and negotiations and still came to a conclusion that it wouldn't work, we would be okay with that as long as we had our voice and we were at the table to make these decisions. That is Wilson Williams from the Squamish First Nation. Now, it's estimated holding the 2030 Olympics in Vancouver, Whistler and the Sun Peaks Resort near Kamloops would cost between 3 and $4 billion, with funding coming from a mix of public and private sources. For more on this, we're joined now by Tricia Smith, President of the Canadian Olympic Committee. Tricia, thank you for joining us today. 
Thanks, Jazz, for having me. Why was it important for you to speak today? Because I was part of this team, and uh, this has been an incredible journey that we've been on together, equal partners at the table. And, um, you know, I just wanted to, to talk to all Canadians about what this could mean for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, there has been a lot of talk about cost, um, and I know it's early stages. These things take time in regards to finalizing costs. Can you give uh, our audience a sense of, uh, all British Columbians, a sense of where you were in regards to cost, in regards to facilities, that type of thing? This, it's a big project, there's no question. Um, but, you know, when you think about the rewards um, that would be um, garnered by the province for, for these. So it'll be the renovation of existing facilities. Um, and that would be for generations to come. It would be um, a contribution and it'd be a larger contribution, relatively speaking, to housing, because again, that's much needed. And that would be not only in Vancouver, but in Whistler and also Lilwat. Lilwat, it's, it's, it's hugely needed up in that area. So um, the costs would be um, a percentage of, of, um, of the total cost. And again, I'm, I hesitate to say that the number, because without the um, province and the federal government in the table, you can't really get to the ultimate what the cost would be. But um, it, it was less than a billion. It's around $900 million that would be the cost. Uh, and that would include then all of the, um, all of the upgrades needed to the, all the venues, which, and this is work that would have to be done anyways, um, as well as um, the housing, which is work that would have to be done anyways. But what we saw in the um, 2010 games was these, these priorities get accelerated, right? And they get matching dollars. So I think that's sort of one of the benefits of the games is the matching funds. So these are numbers of um, dollars that would have to be spent in large part anyways, but they have the benefit of matching dollars. Hmm. Uh, do you think um, more work could have been done in regarding, regarding bringing the public along? Uh, we had lots of calls yesterday. People said, look, I think the government made the right decision and there are other priorities at this particular point. Uh, do you think more work could have been done in, in educating the public, uh, uh, discussing with the public, uh, interacting with the public in regards to this this particular um, this particular uh, project? Yeah, I mean, there um, there's always more that you can do for sure. Uh, this is probably the most engagement that uh, has ever been done before a proposal goes forward. So uh, the um, the numbers of of um, of public, uh, or actually in-person engagements, and also online um, before the proposal was actually started being start to put together. If you think of 2010, um, there was no public involvement before the proposal was actually put forward to the Canadian Olympic Committee to then decide whether it would go forward internationally. Mm-hmm. Do you view this project as, um, as uh, finished now, or do you think there's opportunity uh, to perhaps discuss a uh, 2034 bid? I think um, we've heard uh, we heard from the nations that they're waiting for a response. Um, they they actually sent a letter to Premier-elect Eby and they're waiting for a direct response from him. They they only heard back from uh, from Minister Bear to their to their letter mm-hmm. uh, to to Premier-elect Eby. Um, with regard to 2034, I mean we'd have to reassess that as a Canadian Olympic Committee. We funded this bid along with the Paralympic Committee um, and and. I think that's an important point, too, is we, we didn't start down this process without speaking to the province. And as I mentioned today, we spoke to um, 
to Premier Horgan and said, look, no commitment. Um, to be clear, I'm not saying that they committed anything, but no commitment. We're looking at, we'd like to do a feasibility study as to whether, along with the nations, as to whether this is, it makes sense to bring, to bring the games back to British Columbia. And, and Premier Horgan, and we said, but to be clear, we don't want to spend the time and resources if the province wouldn't be open to this. And Premier Horgan was very supportive and said, look, we'd be very interested in this, this idea. Um, and as I said, he joked, as long as you had uh, lacrosse uh, on ice, I'd be in. And of course, he was joking. But um, so then we went ahead and, and, you know, we spent almost $6 million on this process. And it was, um, had a lot of, um, of, of parts to this, including um, engagement in an indigenous way. What do you think the Olympic movement can do in regards to that broader conversation about reconciliation in this country? Well, I, you know, you listen to what the nations say about what it means, because that's what I said off the top, too, when we were invited into this process. I, say, I said, but why the Olympic Games? Um, and the nation said to me, Tricia, because it's the biggest show on earth, and we would be inviting the world to a different Canada to tell our stories, to tell our stories together. Absolutely. Tricia, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Jess.